Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. You're listening to the We Podcast, where we speak, we grow, we rise. I'm your host, Sarah Moneres. I'm passionate about creating community and providing a space for speaking authentic truth, growing together, and rising above challenges and into the full power of all we were created to be. I'm very excited for my guest this week on the We Podcast. I get to chat with my amazing daughter, Aubrey. Aubrey is a college student studying elementary education. I've been trying to get her on here for months, and she's finally said yes. So we talk about our relationship, how me going public and sharing my story has affected our relationship. We talk about big life transitions like going to college and lots more. I'm going to give you a warning. I'm still perfecting the art of interviewing people in person rather than through an online platform. So please offer up some grace for us for the sound quality. This is only my second in-person interview, and I learn how to make it better each and every time. So thank you so much for being such amazing listeners and extending that grace. I hope that you enjoy our conversation. So here we go. Here is my interview with Aubrey. Welcome, welcome, my very favorite guest of all time. I've been trying to get Miss Aubrey Moneris to come and be my guest since I started the Wee Podcast. I think I've asked you like every week, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> and you finally said yes. Hello. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> It's exciting. So Aubrey is my guest today on the show, and she is my daughter, for those of you who don't know. But I love, love, love that she has said yes to me to being a guest because I think it's awesome. And she's the one of the most important people in in my life. So thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. All right, so she's nervous, which is understandable, but you listen to tons of podcasts, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. You I never thought I'd be in one, though. No? That's <laughs> <laughs> crazy. Well, you're the one who really started the Wee Podcast, essentially, the con- well, the concept of me doing a podcast was really your idea. Yeah. You remember that? Yes. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I thought that you should be on someone's podcast. And then I said, why don't you just make your own? Yeah. So, <laughs> and here we are. Here we are. <laughs> because I hadn't really thought much about podcasts. And you love podcasts. Mm-hmm. Why do you love them? I love them because you can listen to them while you do anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're convenient. They're full of wisdom, but you could do your dishes while you listen to them. Yes. So, yeah. What are some of your favorite podcasts besides this one? (laughs) (laughs) I hope this is one of your favorites. Yes. My number one is this one. Um, I really like 
the Happy Hour by Jamie Ivy, and you know that. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Super Soul Sunday. Mm-hmm. Oprah. Um, I like Dax Shepard's yeah. Armchair Expert. It's pretty funny. I've heard about that one recently. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. Um, yeah, those are my top, I think. Nice. Awesome. Well, thank you for your encouragement of me and starting a podcast. No problem. You're <laughs> awesome. Uh, but it's true. I feel like a little bit podcasts are like the younger generation mm-hmm. a little more like kind of more up and coming mm-hmm. yeah yes awesome i agree yeah well here you are on your first podcast mm-hmm. i don't think this will be the last okay that's exciting <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk today a little bit i have a few things that i want to talk about and we might get off track which is totally fine but I'll kind of guide the conversation a little bit. And the first thing I want to talk about is our relationship with each other. Because I think a lot of people see our relationship, especially from a distance. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh my gosh, you guys have an amazing relationship. Which mm-hmm. we do. Mm-hmm. Do you agree? Yes. I, th- I think we do have an amazing relationship. And... I think, as you know, the Wee Podcast is about telling the whole story, right? Mm-hmm. So I think we went, it's, it's, it hasn't always been perfect. No. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think was the hardest time period in our relationship? Oh, gosh. Um, you don't have to go details. Okay, when I was in middle school. Yeah? Yeah, for sure. And maybe, like freshman year of high school mm-hmm. maybe like sixth through ninth grade yeah but not like all of it it doesn't mean like all of it was hard mm-hmm. but yeah I think that was probably the like the hardest stretch yes mm-hmm. what do you think was the hardest about it <laughs> well from my looking back how I treated you wasn't great because I mean, I was preteen slash teenage girl, so mm-hmm. um, I was going through a lot of changes, but it, I don't know how this is going to sound. <laughs> I know we talked about this, but because I was just very self-absorbed and really concerned about my own problems, and it was hard for me to remember that you were a human and a person who had feelings and needs also, and not just my mom. Mm-hmm. So I treated you in a way that, like, didn't honor your feelings. Mm-hmm. So. Which I will say is very age-appropriate. Okay. <laughs> yes. I, I mean, I feel like we've talked about that in a sense, that it's, it's normal for teenagers to be self-absorbed. Yeah. Yeah. The thing is, is you've come out of it on the other end. Like some people, it takes, because you're right now at the time of this podcast, you're 18. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of 18 year olds haven't come out of that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I think this is helpful for parents to know that you can struggle in a relationship with your child and you can have 
hard times or you can have hard spans mm. and that it's not always going to be that way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. There, we did have some hard spans mm-hmm. of time, um, and partly because of my, the way I parented you, possibly, too, during those times. Mm-hmm. Um, we had times where we definitely butted heads. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. However, I feel like we've always fought for our relationship. Yeah. Even in those hard times. Mm-hmm. So... What would you say, so what do you think has brought you out of that? Like, what what do you think was helpful? Because you said that you didn't see me as a human, which again is mm-hmm. normal. I mean, really. And, and I, I often teach women that we need to show our kids we're human. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't always good at that because mm-hmm. I'm not very good at I wasn't I've gotten way better Mm -hmm. over the last couple of years back then I wasn't always good at sharing my feelings Mm -hmm. and still yeah I'm not the best you are a lot better though (laughs) (laughs) yeah 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 And, and so do you feel like sharing of feelings well a lot of times I encourage women we need to share our feelings with our kids age appropriately and not putting our feelings on our kids yeah. But so they know we're not a robot and that we're human. Yeah. And so how does that play into that? Do you feel like that was helpful or, um, so I guess I'm asking you two questions in one. Okay. I guess. So Sorry. it'll be a two-parter. Um, yeah. <laughs> Answer the first part and then the second part. So there's the first part. And then the second part is in, in what else? Like what else would you add that you think has been helpful for you? So... What has you learning to open up Um, help me get out of it? Yeah, like what helped you see me as a human, I guess. Oh, okay. Is the question. Uh Well, definitely you opening up. I think mm, probably what um, got me out of being so self-absorbed helped me. Helped me recognize that you were opening up. If that makes sense. So, like, it started with me, obviously. And I think that switched when I moved schools. So, I self, I practiced self-reflection without being self-absorbed, if that makes sense. I kind of noticed that the way that I was treating you was selfish. And I wasn't thinking about you and your feelings as a human. So then, once I realized that, I started noticing you opening up more. Does that make sense? Mm, mm-hmm. So, like, it started in my heart, recognizing, wow, I'm being a jerk, and then noticing that y- you were changing, I guess. Mm, like, mm-hmm. I'm being a jerk, and now I see that you're kind of self-reflecting too, if that makes sense. Does that make sense? <laughs> <laughs> no. Kind of. Yeah. So, both of our own, like, journeys yeah. helped our relationship, essentially. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. It starts. It started within myself. Mm-hmm. And then, especially seeing you when you started, like, pursuing your passions and opening up 
to the people around you. I think it was your first blog post, actually. I, that's what it was. Your first blog post ever. Like, when you, oh, well, not your first ever because you started a long time ago, but, mm-hmm. like, you didn't publicly share it. Mm-hmm. So once, it, the first time you publicly shared it, and I remember reading your first one, and it was kind of like an overview of your life, then I was like, what the heck? You have been through, like, so much more than I even cared to, like, ask about, you know? Mm-hmm. So then I was like, you, yeah, like, yeah, I think that was when mm-hmm. it really clicked. And then, at that time, you were also building your, like, brand and mm-hmm. figuring out what you wanted to do. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> I, this is the first time I'm hearing this. Yeah, so, like, me being vulnerable. Yeah, and th- I had an interesting reaction to that, actually. It was It was more like you being vulnerable. I just remember, like, I remember crying, <laughs> just, like, reading it, because I was like, I knew little bits about your life, but because I was so self-absorbed, I didn't think to ask, how did that make you feel? Or, I mean, I was very empathetic. Mm -hmm. I just didn't know how. I didn't even know that myself. Mm -hmm. So, like, actually reading your point of view and reading how you felt was, like, overwhelming for me Mm -hmm. in a good way Mm -hmm. that's interesting because well thank you for sharing (laughs) (laughs) I mean it encourages me to continue you know because it's scary as you know you you see all the behind the scenes yeah Uh, And when I'm trying to figure out something, even the name of a business or whatever, mm-hmm. you've seen the entire process, mm-hmm. um, good and bad. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that I remember, and I talk to women all the time, where they don't want to put themselves out there. They don't want to share things in because of their kids, like... Um, I need to not do this because I'm a mom or I don't want my kids to know this about me mm-hmm. or I don't want to upset them or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, that's a big factor that holds back a lot of moms mm-hmm. from pursuing their dreams. Mm-hmm. And so you're saying that you feel like that was helpful for you and your growth. Yeah. Which is opposite of what I think a lot of women tell themselves or think. Yeah. It One, it helped our relationship because then I recognized, like, like we said, that you're human. <laughs> oh, okay. Do you need me to repeat no, that? No, that's okay. Okay. Um, and then, so it helped our relationship and then it also helped me recognize what I could be capable of watching you, you know? Mm-hmm. So when you're doing your thing, I'm like, wow, that's awesome that you're chasing your dreams. I can do the same thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Especially now, I feel like, being in college, that I have a lot of opportunities to, like, 
to pursue things, you know, pursue new things, pursue things that are out of my comfort zone, and you're always encouraging me to go out of my comfort zone, mm -hmm. to grow. Mm -hmm. so. <laughs> so that's not just by saying it, though, that's by mm -mm. modeling it. Yeah. And so what would you say to a mom that says, I don't, I really, really, really want to help people and I don't know, mm -hmm. make soap or yeah. write a blog or something, but, but I don't want to take that time away from my kids and so I'm not going to do it. What would I say to them? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I would probably say that it's good for your kids to see you doing that. And I think the coolest part about it is, like, especially if you're scared to do it. That might sound weird, but because your kids see behind the scenes of everything and, like, the community doesn't really, when I see, like, I'm going to use you as an example. Yeah. When I see you, like, maybe when you were first doing your lives or something, and, like, you would be at the dinner table and you'd be like, I'm nervous, like, I'm really scared to do this. I'm nervous. But then I'd watch you do it anyway. Mm. And then I'd be like, wow, she was so nervous like 10 minutes ago, but she pushed through and she did it. And then like each time I would see you get less and less nervous about it. Or even if you were, you would, you know, mm -hmm. do it. <laughs> I think that's cool to see because then I can model that mm -hmm. every day. Mm-hmm. Mm. Like doing this podcast. Here you are. Here you are. Awesome. Well, I think that's helpful for a lot of moms, for sure. Because sometimes I wonder almost too, like I think that when we are scared, we can use that as an excuse. Yeah. But then also, I think that it, it's valid. Like, I don't want to take this time away from my child. Yeah. Um, but then I think when you do that, which is where I was for a long time, I think it's easy then to get caught up in this. Well, I have to be the perfect mom, and, and I have to be, like, the robot, essentially. And, and then it's this cycle of not knowing, like not being able to see your mom as a human because mm -hmm. her whole life is revolved around you. Being, her identity is in only being a mom. Yeah. Like, part of your identity is being a mom, and it's awesome. Yeah. But, yeah, when all your kids see is, yeah, that side of you, then it's hard to connect on a deeper level. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. Good. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for sharing that. You're <laughs> <laughs> Aww. So you have recently, we'll shift gears a little bit because I know you have homework to do right now. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of homework, you have recently moved out. Mm -hmm. How many months ago? How long has it been? Like three months. Three months. So. What the? That's weird. <laughs> it doesn't feel like three months. So not permanently. You're in the dorms. You're coming back for yeah. the summer. And yeah. <laughs> I know. Thanksgiving break. <laughs> yes. Christmas break. Yeah. But moving out was huge. A huge transition mm -hmm. for sure. And difficult for both of us in a lot of ways. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And 
So what what would you say, like, where are you at? What would you say if you were to give an overview of this transition? What would you tell our listeners, like, are the most important highlights? Um, like, about how I, feel, I felt about it? Mm-hmm. I think at first, like, move-in day and then a week or two maybe into it, I was in a little bit of... Not shock, but just, like, it felt like I was at summer camp or something. Like, it didn't, yeah, it didn't feel like I was actually going to live there with my roommates and do that every day. Mm -hmm. And then I would say, like, three or four weeks. It was really hard because everything was so different. It wasn't just, like, moving out. That was the huge part of it, but it was also, like, how different my classes were, and then I couldn't see you every day. I texted you and called you almost every day, but, like, because, yeah, being around people (laughs) 24-7, not 24-7, but a lot of the day, and that was hard, too, but, and then I kind of felt like, yeah, there was a rough patch, I'd say, for a couple weeks when I just want to, like, I just cry because I just felt lonely and it was really hard not having you guys with me every day. Mm -hmm. So that was a couple weeks. Oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Just to say we like had our hard, hard times at different times. Yeah, that was really, that was hard a little bit too. Like yours was at the beginning when I first moved out was when you had a really hard time and I was like, I was sad, but it hadn't hit me, so Mm -hmm. I didn't have the emotional reaction that you did at the same time, and then a couple weeks later when you were, not past it, but just, you found ways to cope, and were working on feeling better, I started feeling really bad, and so that was kind of hard not, that's partly what made me feel lonely, was... It didn't seem like anyone around me felt the same way mm-hmm. or felt as sad as I did, which probably isn't true. Mm-hmm. People just didn't show it. But mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So, Which, I mean, I think that brings up a big point of lots of people probably were feeling the same way as you, but yeah. we don't talk about very openly or honestly mm-hmm. when we're struggling a lot of the time. Yeah. Especially in a place where like, you feel like at first you're meeting so many new people and you need to impress them, like make good first impressions and meet people in your classes. And it's gotten a lot better. And I have met a lot of people who are transparent. And But at first it's like everyone's just trying to, you know, seem like their best self. So no one's going to say, hey, I cried for hours last night <laughs> because I miss my family, you know. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But it's important to find people who you can say yeah. that to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what do you think has helped you? Um, my Bible study, for sure. All of the girls in my Bible study are really, really nice. And it's a place where I can go in the week. If I'm stressed or sad, I can go and I feel safe saying that. So I think for anyone who is in college... Even if it's awkward at first, just, like, find something where, um, that refills you in the week. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Because, 
where like maybe it's a place that you feel safe or like an activity or maybe just being by yourself whatever fills you up mm -hmm. during a stressful week or if you're feeling emotionally drained it helps mm -hmm. yeah well i think even if you're not in call reports yeah but especially going to a brand new place mm -hmm. brand new people like a whole new experience yeah that takes a lot of courage Mm -hmm. to put yourself out there and go to groups where you don't know anyone. Yeah. But it's so important. Yeah, for sure. And, like, not every, and I know you say this to me a lot, but not every group is going to be your place, too. Like, mm -hmm. maybe you'll go to things and you'll feel lonely, and that's okay, because then you'll go to something else, and if it feels right, then... That's where you're supposed to be. Yeah. <laughs> so sometimes you have to try out multiple things yeah. before you figure out what is the best fit. Yeah. And don't put a lot of pressure on yourself. Because it's also a time when you... It's up to you to make friends and go out of your comfort zone, which is great. But don't put so much pressure on yourself to fit in everywhere, I guess. Because that's what I did. I signed up for a bunch of things and I was like... Why don't I feel okay here? Like, but it's fine. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's great advice. For college students, for adults, mm -hmm. <laughs> for <Yeah>. everybody. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. Just trust the process and trust that wherever you're supposed to be, you end up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. so. And you, in order to end up there... You have to put yourself out there. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is hard. Yeah. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah. What was it? The second weekend that I was there, I went on the yoga journey. Um, yeah. Was it the second weekend? Second or third, I think. I don't know. I didn't know anybody. Yeah. But. So tell them what you did. I went on a, I think it was two, two nights and three days, a weekend yoga retreat with people that I had never met before in my life. I was the only freshman, I think. I think the second youngest was like a sophomore or a junior. So I was the only one that, well, there were transfer students, but they were still older, a lot older than me. Mm -hmm. And um, it was really, really awesome. And I'm glad I went. Like, it, I was so nervous, like, so scared. But yeah. Yeah, it was great. We went to Estes, and I like yoga, but I don't know that much about it also. So that was a little nerve-wracking because I was intimidated at first. But everyone ended up being so sweet and really nice. So mm -hmm. it was a cool experience. Yeah. yeah. So not only people you don't know, but also, like, a topic that you don't yeah. know much about. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. It was great. It's awesome. <laughs> you so you put yourself out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That seems to be the theme. Yeah. <laughs> For even going back to us talking about our relationship, like me putting myself out there, I think helped our relationship. Yeah. A lot. Mm -hmm. um, and now you putting yourself out there is helping you connect with people and try new things and have adventures and experiences. Mm -hmm. and 
I'll say from a mom's perspective, that's hard sometimes because I would freak out. <laughs> I want you to be safe. Yeah. But it's so good. It's so, so good. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, sometimes I have to learn to just bite my tongue and not say anything. <laughs> it's so good. And I was so proud of you when you went to that retreat. It's awesome. Thanks, Mom. But I think, too, it's like a good theme of... A lot of times people are so, so, so scared to do something, to try something new. Like, Mm -hmm. even with my women's retreat, I know there was a lot of women who didn't go because they didn't know anyone and they didn't know what to expect. And Mm -hmm. growth is scary in itself. Yeah. Um, But every single person who did push through that fear and go to the retreat, they left saying, I'm so glad I came, Mm -hmm. where you're talking about the yoga retreat, and same thing, like, I'm so glad I went, Mm -hmm. I'm so glad I did that, and that seems to be, like, what happens 95% of the time. I mean, every now and then there's probably the weird experience. (laughs) And even then though, I was just thinking, even in the experiences where you go and you put yourself out there and it's weird and awkward and you hate it, at least you can say, I did it. Like I pushed myself out of my comfort zone. Maybe it didn't end up how I wanted it to, but (laughs) I did it. And you grow even from that. So so true. That's what I told myself. Yes. <laughs> My wife. <laughs> You're so right. I agree. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yes, yes. I love it. Okay. Well, I'm, I would just keep asking you so many questions, but totally. I know you have to go soon. I don't care. You can ask me whatever <laughs> you want to. Um, let's see. Okay. So can I ask you my two questions that I ask all my guests? Sure. Okay. So the first question is, is what do you think has been the most vital to your growth? Oh my, I didn't prepare for this. <laughs> That's okay. Um, and you know, next week if you're on here, well, you probably won't be next week, but next six time. months from now, <laughs> however many, you, you might have a different answer and that's mm-hmm. totally fine because I think where we at, are at in our life and what season and um, that, that really colors our response. Mm-hmm. So, um, the first thing that comes to my head is probably grace for myself has led me to doing new things. So kind of how we just said, like going into things, hoping and praying for the best, but reminding myself to have grace for myself in whatever I'm going into. So if the yoga retreat turned out terribly and it was awkward and I hated it, then I wouldn't say, well, I did this wrong and I should have said this or I should have done this. I would come out of it saying, like, I did it and I'm going to grow through whatever I just went through. You know, I'm going to find something that I learned Mm -hmm. to help me for the next time I do something like this. So not beating myself up, having grace for myself mm-hmm. has helped me um, jump into situations that have led me to grow, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah. So so I I, I don't mean to go down a whole nother rabbit hole, half <laughs> a hole or however rabbit you say that. Hole. <laughs> rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> Same difference, you guys. <laughs> but... I want to I hear a little bit more about 
about that because I think that the the negative self-talk and the beating ourselves up, I think that's something that's common for everybody, mm-hmm. essentially. Um, I know for women, for sure. Mm-hmm. For young women, also. Like, we represent two... We are both women and we represent two different age categories. Mm-hmm. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. And I, I feel like it's very consistent between both all the way. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not something that's different in each category. Mm-hmm. The negative self-talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I, I think that is one of the biggest things I struggle with is beating myself up. And, like, something that I have to remind myself every day, almost, like, yeah, just all the time, is to have grace for myself. And I'm still working on it, Mm -hmm. but, yeah, especially being someone who's very perfectionistic. I think everyone can be in different ways, but Mm -hmm. very perfectionistic in the way that I show up in the world, if I do make a mistake or say the wrong thing or like put my foot in my mouth or, you know, something that we all do. Mm-hmm. I single myself out and say, like, everyone must hate you for that. Like, why did you just say that when in reality we all do it? Mm-hmm. It happens. Mm-hmm. But then it's really easy to have grace for someone else who puts their foot in their mouth. Mm-hmm. Like when someone says something maybe that they shouldn't have, I'll, uh, I'm able to say like, oh, you didn't mean that. Like, you know, it happens, but when it's right. me, it's like, oh my gosh, it's the end of the world. I'm mm-hmm. a terrible person, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. So holding yourself to, like, unattainable standards. Yeah, and you know that. Mm-hmm. But I, there was a point where I, you know, you remember where I just, like, had very unrealistic standards for myself, and it affected me emotionally a lot. Mm-hmm. So... Mm-hmm. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's your advice. Don't do Don't it. Because <laughs> that stunts your growth. It keeps you from growing. Yeah. Really. Because it, it puts you in a perfectionistic, like a, almost like a false reality that you mm-hmm. portray to other people rather than being able to be real. Yeah. And then people can't connect with you if they, I mean, some people I think see that Maybe people who are perfectionists also are able to see when other perfectionists aren't being real, if that makes sense. Because hmm. I know that sometimes people would say to me, like, or maybe not other perfectionists, but just people yeah, say, would say things to me like, you're positive all the time. Like, is that even real? Like, are you ever sad? Or are you ever angry? And I didn't really know how to respond because... The perfectionist in me wanted them to think that I was positive all the time. Mm-hmm. But inside, I was like, heck no, I'm not positive all the time. Like, so, and then if you don't open up and say, yeah, I had a bad day today, then people aren't able to say, me too. Mm-hmm. Let's support totally. each other, you yeah. know. Which you are positive, more positive than the average person. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Can I say that? Yeah. <laughs> So some people, I would say that's that that's a little bit of an age thing for you, though, too. Yeah. Because mm, high school 
early college, you are definitely way more positive, probably, than the average mm. population of people your age. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes that? sense. Yeah. But that's something that I constantly, intentionally do. That's, I mean, maybe that's part of how I was just, how I just am naturally, but that's something that I will, it's like, it's the opposite. It's positive self-talk that I intentionally try to be positive, mm -hmm. as positive as I can. And positive to other people. Yeah. And, and it's a choice. Yeah, exactly. But it can turn against you, too, mm -hmm. if it's not balanced. Because yeah. then you you feel like you have to uphold this standard <laughs> of being positive all the time. Yeah. And you can't then, again, going wrapping it back around to what we were talking about before, be human. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I care a lot about how I show up in the world, which mm -hmm. I think everyone should, and how I treat other people, but also having a balance of remembering that I'm human and I'm going to make mistakes. And um, most of the time, other humans have a lot of grace mm -hmm. for you. So to remember that. Thanks, Okay, one more question. Okay. So what do you want to make sure that people know? Oh, wow. Just anything? Anything you want. Like, if you could tell everyone in the world one thing. Oh, that's a really good question, actually. Probably, this might sound a little cliche. That's okay. Just that you are loved, even on the days that you don't feel your best, or you make a mistake, or... You screw something up. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever you're going through, you're loved always. And you have a purpose. Even when it doesn't feel like it, <laughs> you do. And just to have hope in that, I think. It's mm. good. Thanks. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yes, it's huge. So huge. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, thank you. That was beautiful. You're beautiful. That was beautiful. <laughs> beautiful. <laughs> I'm sorry I passed on my perfectionism. <laughs> Are you a perfectionist? Do yeah. Yes. Okay. But same thing, like you were just talking about um, being conscious and about how you show up in the world and that that's yeah. really important to you and it's really important to me also. Mm-hmm. And, like, not allowing yourself to be human. Like, you were just talking about that, and I'm, like, sitting here thinking, crap, that's what we were just saying I did. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. But look what happened when you recognize that. Like, mm -hmm. it's kind of cool, because we both, you recognized it. And also, because you recognized that, that helped me when I was being a perfectionist recognize that I could be human too you know what I mean mm -hmm. so it's kind of interesting how we both were perfectionists and sometimes I still am but mm -hmm. like me too yeah we both were hardcore perfectionists though. Yeah. like no grace for ourselves whatsoever then like we both came out of that mm -hmm. and I came out of it because of you going through it 
you know, mm-hmm. and that's also a theme in my life. It's <laughs> like when I recognize that you like your blog post, like when I recognized all the things that you had gone through, I truly recognized why you did a lot of the things that you did for me. So I wouldn't have to go through the same things. Mm. And that was also something where I was just so overwhelmed. <laughs> like, you know, because mm-hmm. once I know that about you, like, it makes it, it's like, I don't know how to explain it. But just that I know you love me because you have done everything in your power to make sure that I didn't feel the pain that you did. Mm. You know? Mm-hmm. So thanks. Thank you. <laughs> so let me ask you this how does it feel for you when I talk about you like in my blog posts or on Facebook or because I've gone from like and obviously you know this like Mm -hmm. being super private Mm -hmm. to being (laughs) pretty public Mm -hmm. and you kind of get dragged into that well in a negative way so you don't feel negative about it no Okay. I don't think you ever, I think if it, if there's ever a negative topic, like you don't speak for me, you don't really like, you're giving me a chance now to talk about maybe things that are a little more negative, which I appreciate because then I can voice for myself how I feel, but Mm -hmm. you never put words in my mouth or... I don't think you drag me into it, air quotes, <laughs> because I, I like being a part of it. I like that, yeah, I like what you do. So, yeah, I think if you do drag me into it, it's in a positive way, is what I'm trying to say. So, okay. Yeah. All right. So that's for you mamas out there, too, who are contemplating being more public, mm-hmm. right? And are scared to be because you mm-hmm. don't know how your child will take it or see it or yeah. feel about being a part of it. And maybe if they're old enough, just ask. Mm-hmm. Especially, I think my generation is definitely digital anyway. Yeah. So true. we're pretty public on our own most mm-hmm. of, like, people my age, so... But, I don't know, everyone's different. It's, like, more normal in your generation. Yeah, in my generation, it's not abnormal to post about what you're doing or, like, you know what I mean. So, but if you are worried, maybe just ask, mm-hmm. like you just did. Yeah. Like, is it okay if I say that you did this mm-hmm. on my Facebook? <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, well, thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Are you going to come back? Was this, like, totally horrible? No. No. All right. Yeah. I'm not as nervous now. It was great. Good. Yeah, I'm glad you did. Well, you did awesome. Thank you. All right. Until next time, until she commits to come back. Yes. Hopefully it won't be another year. No. No, definitely not. All right. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. just love that I was able to have Aubrey as my guest. She amazes me every day and is wise beyond her years. What a blessing to have her in this space. Thank you so much for listening and sharing this space with us also. 
For all you mamas listening, I hope this was some encouragement to follow your dreams and take those bold steps to fully move into who you are. You are loved and who you are is important. The world needs to know you and so do your children. I hope you're able to receive that today and step into that place. All right, remember, your story makes you who you are. Speak your truth, grow constantly, rise above, and always know you are not on this journey alone. See you next time.